Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's Wednesday, the first day in June. I'm turning my attention today to the Metaverse Green Exchange. It's using blockchain technology to support and really help boost the development of the sustainability industry. It's licensed and regulated by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Broadly, it helps financial institutions, even data centers, tackle one of the most challenging aspects of COP21, the Paris Agreement, and that is the ability to properly verify and track carbon credits and enable carbon neutrality at scale. In April this year, OCBC Bank announced a strategic partnership with the digital exchange, Metaverse Green Exchange, or MVGX for short, to develop green financing solutions. Earlier last month, it announced a strategic collaboration with a deep tech spin-off from a local university, NTU by the way, called Red Dot Analytics. And that collaboration aims to drive greater sustainability in data center development and operations. It was back in March this year when MVGX used its carbon management systems to certify its status as a carbon neutral business, making it the first company in the world to do so with tokenized carbon credits. I wanted to find out more about the Metaverse Green Exchange. So joining us this morning is Bo Bai, its executive chairman and co-founder. Bo, thank you for joining us. Michelle, thank you so much for the invitation. Happy to be here to share with your audience. Terrific. First up, help us understand how the Metaverse Green Exchange is a carbon neutral exchange backed by its own model. What do you expect of issuers and investors? Sure. As a green exchange mm-hmm. set up for the digital age, we have to you know, walk our talk and then by doing this ourselves first. For the platform we have established, we're essentially trying to help all the asset owners and then operators to manage carbon. Everybody has a financial statement, has a financial balance sheet. Mm-hmm. And then similarly, everybody has a carbon balance sheet. Some people own carbon assets, some people own carbon liabilities. Metaverse Green Exchange operates with the cloud, with you know, all the operations. So we worked with the certification firm, such as the British Standards Institution last year, mm-hmm. to certify the carbon footprint of our own operation, including electricity, travel, commute, and so on and so forth, and come up with a ISO standard carbon footprint number. And then based off that, which is essentially our carbon liability, we have this high quality carbon credit from other countries. And then through the particular solution that we solved the carbon nationality problem to make it a digital carbon credits in the format of a carbon neutrality token. And then use this carbon neutrality token to offset the carbon footprint of our operation. We were very excited by March, after six months' work, the very traditional and conservative certification firm, British Standards Institution, accepted such a digital carbon credit for past 2060, or which is a near ISO standard carbon neutrality certificate. So that is essentially the platform we establish here, is we are providing the infrastructure Mm -hmm. for carbon 
asset owners to be able to sell and commercialize carbon credit. And then also for the carbon liability owners, which are many of the business and even sometimes individuals, to offset the carbon footprint of the assets. But everything is done with the integrity of the real-world process as well as blockchain. But also, extremely importantly, I'm happy to touch upon, is that we have a proprietary technology with the support of a blockchain to solve the nationality problem of carbon credit. Absolutely fascinating. So what are you doing to establish cross-border carbon trading then? Indeed. By this time, we all know that by 2015, COP21, Paris Agreement was signed up by most uh, countries in the world, which is uh, fascinating. Before Paris Agreement, there is an older protocol called the Kyoto Protocol Mm -hmm. that allows European Union countries and companies to buy carbon credits from emerging countries, such as the Southeast Asian countries most time. However, after COP21, because all the developing countries also signed up to Paris Agreement, where there is a critical word called NDC, Nationally Determined Contribution, which in a simpler way to say is most countries agreed to United Nations as a pledge for reducing carbon emission from their respective country. This is a great progress, very much needed, because this is a global crisis, requires global coordinated efforts. However, because of that signing up to the national commitment, the carbon credits and the everything relates to carbon emission and carbon credits was putting on a nationality problem. From uh, 2015 to 2021 until Glasgow Agreement, there is one critical article called Article 6 of Paris Agreement was only finally passed last November. But the dilemma the emerging country, many ASEAN countries, mm. is facing right now is if they sell the carbon credits and then to do the transfer, essentially change the passport of the carbon credit from one country to a developed country, it makes them more difficult to meet their commitment to United Nations for their emission target. But if they don't sell the credit, they may not have additional capital resources to develop green projects. So that is the nationality problem that needs to be solved. That's where we started the fighting patterns a few years ago, developed the whole system, and then come up with the carbon neutrality token, which separates the national passport from its commercial application. So by developing such a proprietary system, by leveraging the power coming from blockchain for integrity, mm. we were able to make the carbon credit in the digital format more free-flowing without jeopardizing the emerging developing countries' national commitment to United Nations. So that is how we kind of unlock or begin to unlock the power of digital carbon. You talk about separating the passport, so to speak, you know, that this token is able to do. How exactly does the Metaverse Green Exchange bridge the different expectations of different jurisdictions of carbon trading markets around the world? That's a very good question. There are three things to be keeping in mind. Number one is the carbon standards. There are some prevailing standards, such as the VERA, gold standards, 
And now there is also an international integrity council on voluntary carbon market that are setting what type of good quality carbon credits are allowed or accepted more broadly. So one is a standard. The second one is a certification. This requires a proper certification firm with international credibility to certify such a project is indeed a good carbon project with a certain standard. The third is a very critical is each country or sometimes the meta registry needs to register and make sure the transfer is happening just so that to avoid double counting and double usages. Our proprietary system requires us to work with a fair amount of those countries one by one, just so that it is established to avoid double counting, double usages, mm. but at the same time, make this a digital carbon credit or carbon neutrality token, shorter as a CNT, free flowing out of that country for voluntary carbon neutrality efforts, even with the highest international near ISO standard of carbon neutrality. So that is the system that we establish. Mm -hmm. Of course, this does need some proof of concept, which we did with China, which is the largest carbon market in the world right now and have been developing for 10 years. So that's why over the last year, and then we spent a lot of time, worked out the proof of concept with the China system. And as we speak, we're working with a few other jurisdictions. Really interesting. Let's talk about some of your proprietary technology. I understand OCBC's first foray in the digital asset sector was with you, MVGX, and it was announced that financing solutions are expected, and these include tokenized carbon credits supported by your proprietary non-fungible digital twin distributed ledger technology. What are some of these financing solutions, and can you help us understand what this technology enables? Sure. Maybe I start from the technology and then answer how the technology can enable on green financing. We started by thinking about how to finance assets in the real world, a solar project, a wind project, and so on and so forth. And of course, all those green projects, green infrastructure projects are tied to carbon eventually, given they are essentially the key assets that avoid the emission or air or carbon absorption happens. So that's where we started point. And by now, everybody is actually quite familiar with NFT. Two to three years ago, we were also thinking about, okay, if we want to represent assets and then make assets available for some sort of more effective financing, why don't we start to think about using NFT to do it? Non-fungible token. However, we quickly ran into the trouble with NFT because by nature, non-fungible token on distributed ledger is immutable. That's what non-fungible is supposed to be. Right. However, for a dead asset or static asset that does not have any new information added to it, a piece of painting, a Twitter by Jack Dorsey, and then all those examples, they're static. It's okay. NFT is perfect to represent that asset. But when you have a wind project, we have a solar project, then these projects are adding new information to it day in, day out. This solar project generated this power this month, and it avoided the carbon emission for that many tons. Can you still use NFT? No, because you have new information adding to this asset that is uh, by nature contradictive to NFT because NFT is not immutable. You're not supposed to add new information into it. Mm -hmm. So that's we figured out NFT is only for dead or static asset. Real world asset, 
needs a more enhanced solution. That's how we combined the digital twin technology, which I have been in the space, technology investment space for 16 years. So that's why we combined the old, very traditional, mature digital twin technology, building on the IoT sensors and the data feed, and then combined that with the NFT blockchain technology to create essentially the avatar of real world assets so that every month, every quarter, when you have a new information adding to this wind or solar projects, new nodes are created on the distributed ledger globally, and then that new node captured the new information of these projects. And this series of nodes all jointly together is representing these real world assets in the metaverse from its birth to its end. So that is the core of the NFDT technology. When we did that, what we really did is we did a digital twin or we did an avatar of the real world assets in the metaverse. In a traditional financial industry, there is one term and then one security very well known. It's called ABS, asset backed securities. ABS market. People who buy a real estate income trust, people who buy business trust units, buy some stuff, and then they are all some format of asset-backed security. What we are doing is we are turning this asset into its avatar, and then we are also issuing the fractional ownership on top of this avatar in the format of a token. So we are essentially doing what we call ABT market. It's called avatar-backed token market. That is equivalent in the old traditional way of the asset-backed security markets. But all these are empowered by not only blockchain technology, by what we call the metaverse technology, particularly our patent pending NFDT technology to represent the real world asset in a proper way. And then building on that with the smart contract of blockchain to create the token. All these are trying to make this market far more effective, higher integrity, and make investors even more educated and then quicker to grasp the information of the underlying assets and hence enhance liquidity and the credibility. Thank you for that very nuanced you know, explanation of your proprietary technology. Could you explain a little bit about the link to the financing solutions that we could see soon? Sure. Once we have this technology and that's similar to what we're doing with the carbon project, we are issuing the avatar back token. We're essentially issuing the token mm. as the fractional ownership of these underlying assets. And this token can be sold in different format, on-chain, off-chain. And then it's just uh, attracting additional capital into this project and then use that to support financing of this project. We're essentially creating such a bridge to have um, more access of capital, mm-hmm. more available ability of capital from new and old money to come into the system to support green projects, wind, solar, energy efficiency projects, battery projects, and so on and so forth. So you're then, essentially tokenizing real world assets that are supporting or in the ESG sector, is that correct? That is very correct. And adding to that is all the ESG assets in the real world is tied or has some relationship with carbon. So along the way, mm. everything that we do will have a carbon tag on it. And then we do, we help clients to manage, as I mentioned from the very beginning, the carbon assets and the carbon abilities. Is there a lot of international capital waiting to be channeled to these goals? 
Hmm. Answer is yes. And the people need some credible and then viable solution. I have a private equity firm called Asia Green Fund based in North Asia with a $2 billion assets management. But what I can see is there's a tremendous demand for green infrastructure investments from both the international Europe and the Middle East and the U.S., as well as more Asian countries. And then once you create such a system, and then once these are more even tied with the right liquidity, with the right integrity, we can see a lot of demand for this now. Really interesting. There's a whole wave of demand in terms of data centers. Could you talk a little about your work with Red Dot Analytics, a spin-off of our local university, and what it aims to do? Indeed. It's a very exciting partnership because data center is already one of the largest consumer of power. And it's quite needed because it's more efficient for centralized data center to provide a cloud service compared to individual data centers for each company. What we're trying to do with RDA, which has a deep tech on the digital twin of data center, combining their digital twin technology of data center and also their way to manage, improve the efficiency of data center, combine that with our non-fungible digital twin, NFDT technology. What we're really trying to do is, A, create the avatar representation of that digital center, data center in the metaverse, just so that we can better effectively manage the energy efficiency or improve the energy efficiency standard of such a data center. And this digital representation of data center in combination with our digital carbon credit for some of the stacks of those digital twin of those data center, mm-hmm. we can clearly and the, with the traceability and the immutability to say that they are carbon neutral. And then by doing that, we're able to provide some very environmentally conscious clients, particularly coming from a European and some US clients who wants to have a carbon neutral cloud services. And then that is where gradually to provide the whole system to help people to get a certified carbon-neutral cloud services. Wow, so really driving the growth of data center operations and development then. Correct. And then lastly, Mm -hmm. certainly Mm -hmm. some of that system, Mm -hmm. and as um, we talk about the asset-backed security market or here, avatar-backed token market, so we can even get people to finance some of those growth and particularly, um, you know, net zero carbon data centers. So fascinating. Who are your clients, Bo? So we have onboarded tens of our clients on both the traditional financial institution, hedge funds, banks, and then institutions, mm-hmm. but also more and more companies are looking forward this format of a digital carbon credits for applications. We have another patented technology system that actually helps some of the clients to go to serve their consumer product. For example, one event organizer are buying some of our net zero card to help their attendees to offset the carbon footprint of their travel. And we have all those patented product and system for them to do that. That's all digital, I assume. It is all digital, come from a real carbon project and with all the integrity system in the middle, solved all the nationality problem of carbon and then allows them to do it. It's pretty fascinating. People love it. I I came back from Davos and then showed it to some of (laughs) our partners in World Economic Forum. People were saying, wow, this is very interesting. I can imagine it would be very popular in Davos. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) What is the future of the Metaverse Green Exchange, Bo? We are creating a marketplace trying to bridge the traditional financial industry to the digital and then, you know, crypto world. 
And uh, most importantly, we try to breed as many countries as possible for the carbon assets and liability management. Hopefully, with all these efforts, and then we are able to drive more capital toward the green projects to make our uh, environment better. Well, and we hope you'll keep us posted on your achievements. It's been a great pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Michelle, so much for the time. Bobai is the executive chairman and co-founder of the Metaverse Green Exchange. This is Money and Me. Thank you for your company. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.